Please listen carefully. Hello, welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. I'm Ryan Leonard. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Ryan. Hey, John. How's it going? Going pretty well. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Getting some nice weather, which I'm enjoying. It's very nice. Although by the time this episode comes out, you know, the winter could have come back in. Uh, but yeah. it has at this point. Just listen to this episode. and It's like it'll take you back to a better time where it was like 70 degrees outside. So <laughs> um, I think of us as, as you know, we're, we're your therapy as well as your information source. Um so we've gotten a few questions recently about various aspects of law governing property owners associations. So we thought, why not do a refresher podcast or maybe a couple of refresher podcasts? Um, most of the information that we're going to talk about today is also available on our website in the FAQ section. So this isn't intended to cover everything you or your clients might need to know about POAs in Virginia, but hopefully this will cover some of the most asked questions. Also, Though we will discuss POA disclosure packets, these statements also apply to condo resale certificates. First, we should really discuss what actually is covered by the POA Act. The code states that the POA Act covers developments subject to a declaration initially recorded or otherwise organized after January 1st, 1959, and all subdivisions created under the Subdivided Land Sales Act. So assuming that the declaration for your association meets those requirements, there are a few other requirements that would put the uh, the association under the POA Act. The declaration either has to impose on the association mandatory maintenance or operational responsibilities for common areas or create the authority to impose on owners in the association mandatory payments to maintain or serve common areas. In other words, the declaration must make maintenance and or payment mandatory. If a declaration was recorded after January 1st, 1959, but only has voluntary payments or maintenance requirements for homeowners, that agreement is not covered by the POA Act. There's also no formality requirement for an agreement to be covered by the Act. For example, a handwritten road maintenance agreement recorded in 1959 or later can be covered if it imposes mandatory maintenance requirements and or payments. Now that we've gotten the definition out of the way, let's look at some of the most popular FAQs. First, how long does a buyer have to terminate a contract after receiving the packet? So for a long time, the termination period was three days from date of receipt with no exceptions, no ability to waive it, no ability to change it, nothing. However, the law now allows parties to mutually agree to extend the deadline up to seven days or up to 10 days if the packet was mailed from the day of receipt. The deadline still cannot be less than three days, and it cannot be waived completely by either party. The buyers are terminating the contract under the POA provision just because they have cold feet and not because of anything in the packet. Can they do that? Yep. The law provides an absolute right of termination within that agreed upon window from the time that the packet is provided to the buyer. The buyer doesn't have to provide reasons or tie their decision to the POA documents. If they're within the termination deadline and properly send notice, they can terminate for any or no reason at all. If the buyer receives an incomplete or insufficient POA packet, 
when does the termination period start? Virginia law provides a detailed list of things that have to be in a complete POA packet. However, even if your client doesn't receive all of those things, the clock to terminate based on the POA provision still starts running the moment they receive any part of the packet. If your clients want to receive the entire packet before making a decision, you can try and negotiate with the sellers to extend the POA deadline up to 10 days from receipt, again, if it's mailed, or seven days if it's not mailed. Um, you could also agree to have a completely separate contingency period, but it would have to be something that does not relate at all to the POA Act. Uh, if the property has more than one community association, what are the fees in that case? The code allows each association to charge whatever fees are allowed under the law. If there are multiple associations, the purchaser's right of cancellation starts running following delivery of the last packet or resale certificate. Finally, we'd like to mention some potential changes to the entire POA process that will likely come from this year's General Assembly. We, as Virginia Realtors, have drafted a bill that seeks to update and streamline the resale process. While it has not yet passed the Senate as of this recording, and if it does that, it still needs to be signed by the governor, we're pretty confident this bill will become law. The bill would take all of the resale information out of the POA Act and create a new chapter that lays out in plain English, how the certificate must be ordered, disclosed, canceled, and delivered. Also, it will now refer to both POA and condo disclosures as resale certificates. We'll have more of the final form this bill takes in our new laws, podcasts, and webinars. So if you're interested, please make sure you look out for those resources in the coming weeks and months. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Law and Ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2023. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. <laughs>